comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Listening to Fear, the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 197. This is for season three, episode three of Fear the Walking Dead, entitled Tio Tuwaki. Please correct me if I'm wrong, folks. My name is Craig Demanda. I'm the host. Join with me this evening, Mr. Daryl Taylor. Hey, I'm not trying to say that name. I don't know if it's right or not. Did I get it right, Tio Tuwaki? Sound right to me. The end of the world as we know it. Yes, the abbreviation. Join with us also, Richard Chubtoad Sheldon. Hey, hey, sorry you caught me on my way out. I was just heading to teen Bible study. <laughs> that's your kind of Bible study, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Jim Dietz. My name is Jake Otto. I'm about to get Chateau. <laughs> mm. I love that video. It was pretty cool. They showed that before the season, actually. I think I even posted it on the Facebook page. But uh, the outtakes, he's like, get that sniveling idiot in line. He's like yelling at his kid. <laughs> that, was, that was like perfect. Ooh, he was a bad drunk boy. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was an angry. He's angry drunk, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, damn. He's supposed to make <laughs> you feel good when you drink. You get a buzz. He's supposed to feel good. Yeah, thirsty, aren't you, you lady? Go inside, get a drink. Get that sniveling idiot under control. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. Whoa, that's it, right? Oh, it's pretty uh-huh. funny. Actually, I have an app on my phone. I don't know if you guys have that either. Where it looks like an old VHS tape. It's um, you can record video, but it puts the like little scan lines in, and it. No, no, I want oh, that. What is it called? All right, hang on. I'll, I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll do a free plug for the app. It's an iPhone app. Right. It's called um, VHS Cam. Okay, it's free. VHS Cam. Yeah, I gotta cool. get that. So if you download that, that, it makes the video look like a, like a 1980s VHS tape, and you can even put the um, like those cheesy character generation, like the you know the numbers and letters and stuff on the. Over oh, it, you know, like the date, you know what I mean? The blinking date and stuff that used to, the camcorders used to do back in the day, right? Yeah, it's pretty I'm, cool. I'm gonna. Do I could just. <laughs> I could just use my camcorder. Do you still have? We got you Super Eight. You got it. Uh, I have, no, I have, I have a VHS camcorder. Oh, and it's, okay. VHS is old school, huh? Big, big one, like uh, like yeah. over the shoulder one, like one of the you know. 
Well, it's, it's got the it's got the actual the the tape actually goes into the camera as opposed to the kind you have to wear as an extra shoulder bag for the VCR part. <laughs> See, that, that's a camcorder. Oh, no. That's a camcorder. Right, right. right, that's that's a true right. camcorder. Okay, yeah. But no, I I, cl- I, cl- I collect VHS, so I've got a, like a four digital head reading uh, um, VHS uh, deck and a camcorder. So. Because you're you're you're, you're a VHS stepping out into late '90s technology. Well, I know, you, man. Yeah. Don't you collect them? Didn't you say that you collect VHS tapes? I like do. you have a whole library, right? You said. I do. I've got over 200 tapes. And like Betamax wow. too, right? Or no, you don't really do. That. I have a few Betamax. I have a couple of laser discs. Uh, I scored a laser disc player a while back. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I like I like the old formats. I like watching like the movies from the '80s on VHS because that's the way I originally watched them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But so, it's like it's like, it's like pan and scan though. It's not even like it's not even widescreen, right? It's just four by three. A lot of them, some, right? Some are. Some of them are, are like letterboxed. Oh, letterbox. Okay. Yeah. Uh, some which one the- is it? Which one is it? you said? VHS cam. VHS cam. It's purple, kind of a purple icon with an R on it. Yeah, VHS cam. Ah, found it. Yeah. Well, I found Cam Courtney. No, no, it's VHS Cam. It's a purplish icon. Check it out. Give a free plug there for the. Uh, All right. Wait, how much are they paying you to sponsor? Uh, nothing. Or? I just think it's a cool. This <laughs> is a really cool app. I, I never used it really. Like, I never took a video with it and sent it to anybody. But it, I've, I've played with it a few times. It's pretty neat. But so Aaron's not with us this evening. He's uh, doing his movie critic thing tonight. But he did leave us his Toby rating and his review for the show, so we'll uh, we'll definitely get that in later. I think Jim will do the honors of reading that uh, later. So, any initial thoughts on this week's episode, guys? Uh, wasn't really uh, earth shattering, right? Not really. It was kind of boring. Yeah, it was, man. I, I mean, I, there were there were cool parts, you know. And overall, I liked the episode. I can't say I disliked it, but uh, I now have caught up to you guys on the opinion of Nick's got to go. He's just, I mean, that character is just. I didn't get his character this episode. Like, I don't understand all of his, all the motivation behind some of the things he did. It just, I, I really dislike Nick now. <laughs> Well, I think, see, at first I thought they were going to go by the numbers. Like, he was going to get into it with this dude, the brother. Eventually, the brother's going to try to kill him. He's going to kill the brother. Right. Then they're put in a situation where, what do you do now? You got to take your son's side, right? Now it looks like it might be put in a position of the Nick might start to bond with the craziness in this. Because Nick is crazy, too. So Nick might start to to bond with the crazy brother and then when lucia gets out that'll mm, be the conflict because right. she's the one that wants to leave now that everyone else is starting to kind of bond and want to stay she's the one that's like i want to go i could even see the i could even see madison killing her well that was creepy quiet. at the end and i'll get to that that was a creepy yeah. little scene they came to her yeah, like stroking Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll do what we have to to survive. Don't you worry, little girl. Like, whoa, okay. Right, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah don't uh, don't make trouble. I can see her saying, don't make trouble. And I can see her killing that, killing Lucia just to keep her quiet. Yeah, it's, that was a little strange. That was definitely a little... I, I, you think I, she'd go as far as cold-blooded murder? Well, they already established what she... Remember when she killed that woman in the, uh, in the earlier season one? Right. So they already wanted to establish that Madison will do whatever she has to do uh, to protect her family, and then they and True. then she threw yeah. in Travis is a better person, better person than I will I could ever be, right? Right. I think the implication is you threaten the if you threaten my group, you know my my family, 
in any way, even if my brother, you know, my son loves you. I think that that's why she said it while she was looking at her, mm. because she's the threat right. now. Before we thought that it would be the son would be the threat, but it looks like Madison is at a point where her her morality is turned off. Well, yeah, I mean, there's that whole speech she gives about Travis having been yeah. their, com- their compass and yep. stuff, yep. and yep. without without him, you know, she has no compass, and therefore, like you say, Daryl, she's more of a loose cannon. It's almost like the. The kind of you know, screw it, let's kill them all attitude of Rick mm-hmm. from the Rick Ricktocracy, like but without the morality of a Rick. Like she doesn't it's, care now. Yeah. She's gonna look out for her kids. Well, and she's that's seducing it, the know? boy. I mean, and I don't know. I mean, she's seducing, and what I mean by seducing is I don't know about sexually. I'm just saying that shit is creepy right there. When she puts I'm that saying, napkin on his lap, I'm like, what? She knows the boy. She's exerting I, dominance in a subtle but effective way. Well, I think well, she was playing I, the mommy role that he right, always wanted. That's what I'm saying. And, you got and, it. Yeah. I think that's what. Right, you're right. that's creepy. It's creepy because it only happened, and we'll get to this at the end. But yeah. after she saw Jeremiah's stash in the basement, once she went, they went down right. to that basement and saw once she realized i mean she Mm kind of had a feeling they had some supplies right but once she saw that is a mother load of zombie supplies right so yeah once she saw that she goes okay all right right, i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna play this right now she's gonna either take over this place yeah take care of troy whatever be his mommy plus she sees sees that she see now that she knows that the mother who died was a was an alcoholic. She knows that game. Oh, oh, it's in her blood. She, she played right into it. Yeah, it's yeah. in her blood. So she knows now. Okay, now I know what to do to get myself. I'm going to make myself the most important person in this group. Eat, eat your grits. So eat, 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 eat your, your biscuits. So I'm yeah. going to be a mother. <laughs> I'm going to be a mother to to this boy. I'll probably be kind of a wife like. Uh, confidant for him, like that whiff of sexuality, the whiff of With it, the whiff of it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. it happens, maybe it doesn't. But <laughs> nothing sexier than an eighty-year-old dude. Well, hey, listen, <laughs> it's, it's all—it's all about survival. So we, we're going to see that—that that change now. That, and, you and know, Jim, that, you don't kind of change. Yeah, and you don't know. We didn't see every single box when she was in that little storage area. There, he may have had like the last supply of Viagra. So just <laughs> he probably out. did. I mean, he had everything else uh, down there. Hey, I mean, he was been he been stocking up before they even knew that there was yep. a, a zombie uh, right. thing. So I think and, and, and everybody knows with with an apocalypse, you're gonna have to need you're gonna need some wood to rebuild. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Over the plate and a ball. I do like the way they're saying it, the dichotomy with the brothers, though. It's kind of like, you know, the one is definitely the more moral of the two, and the other one's the loose mm-hmm. cannon. But like you say, Madison is ingratiating herself with the loose yep. cannon one, yep. and then Alicia is kind of ingratiating herself, or Alicia, I'm sorry. I, I have a friend who goes by Alicia, and she gets mad if you call her Alicia. Oh, okay. So now I call the character Alicia. But, um... I and mean, she's kind of ingratiating herself with the other brother. You know what I mean? They're right. like working, working their way in to be, you know, as close to the power structure here as possible. So I know. think they're going to try to flip it. I think they're yeah, going to try too. to flip it to have the good brother, who we think is the good brother, they're going to flip it to have, she's going to have that other brother kill him. I think she wants. It. She's going to want him out the way. She's definitely working a number. I, I we don't know what the that. number is yet, but she's definitely working something. I mean, it's yeah. it's starting right there. You're right. 
All right, let's jump right into it. So the cold open was real simple this week. Uh, it was really just Jeremiah's uh, infomercial, and this was actually, like I said, published uh, on the web a couple weeks before the show even um, even aired. But just quick recap of it: it was shot to look like a '90s, like it was shot in the '90s kind of thing. It was showing the decline of modern America, and the reason I say the '90s because you show like pictures of Bill Clinton on there and uh, right, like Ed right. Koch and other people. Like, okay, so it's it's the '90s, obviously, and he's peddling his four part. VHS tape series with a free survival starter bucket and the tagline is if you're going to plan for the future plan for a better one and you see his wife and his two little kids and the whole nine and at the end there when he lands the tagline and then it fades into the fear of the walking dead kind of um, title screen but no crazy theme it just kind of played off the infomercial kind of a happy theme if not weird right so after that, we open to the main tent in the auto compound. All the residents are gathered to mourn Charlene, apparently. Her mother is giving her eulogy. Madison then stands up and introduces herself and her family to the larger group and also offers her condolences for Charlene's loss. Um, Jake starts to did, say... Didn't that, feel weird? didn't that feel like there was no emotion to what she just did? Right. When Madison said those things, like, didn't it, it, it felt like Madison, all of that, it felt like a scam. Like Madison was trying to feel like we are the, you know, like oh help, thank you for saving my family. We, we you know, we we're just here to to be part of the community. That's all. Yo yo yo, Taylor Swift. I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. I just want to say, <laughs> right, tra- right, Travis. Travis was my moral compass. And right. Right. <laughs> Well, it's funny. I mean, I think she felt the the tension from the other people. Like they didn't like her them being there, and she kind of felt it. Shh. She so, read the room. She read the room, read right. Room. So she had to say something, I guess, to uh, you know, I think she's the one. herself. Matt, this is the Madison that we were supposed to get in season one to season two, like when they were trying to transition. And then somehow they stopped. And I think now that Travis is gone, they're able to – there's no one to kind of stop her. There's no, there's no little you – know, you know Travis would have jumped on her and been like, let's just be part of the group. Let's keep our heads down. You know, let's not make waves, kind of thing. That's funny. And they would have fought about it. Yeah, they would have. Like, and they would have fought about right, it. They would have right. fought about it. But now that you know, like Travis is gone, she's like, "Listen, we're gonna take this thing over." And and this <laughs> is no what one we're to gonna do. <laughs> and no one to stop her. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Where she's at right now. Yeah, that's funny. So Jake starts to speak a few words, and then an angry resident, I'll call it, named Vernon, stands up and demands to know when they're going to take action about the attack on the helicopter. Jeremiah says, hey, look, you know, y'all, we're in a wartime posture, and we already Mm -hmm. sent Alpha Team out to scope it out, and if they come back, we're going to act, and if they don't come back, we're going to act, and, you know, don't don't worry, we're on it. And then Troy, yeah. Do we think that that's the group, do we think that's the group where Strand is at now? So do you think the people that shot the helicopter is is, is Mexico? Is where Strand is I, at? Maybe. I think it's somebody the dam over the dam. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking that. I'm just in my mind. I'm like it might be the group that's trying to branch out. Maybe they're trying and to I, branch uh, out. I, I really. I, you know what? I kind of hope it is because I mean this whole Strand storyline is kind of until the very end of this episode really had nothing yeah. to tie it to the rest of the story. And you know, I would like right. them to get back with the rest of the group. You know, but like, why do it if you're not gonna? Lo- that's why I was thinking like why do that. Why? Why is Strand over I thought here with that's what group? they're setting it up. I thought if it was they're not up. doing that, right, right. I think yeah. that they're setting up that they're gonna they're branching out, and that's the little war. And how how on the nose is that? Like the the American group versus Mexico, uh, right? Versus Mexico, like <laughs> uh, uh, into China Wall. 
Yeah. <laughs> so Jeremiah then then um I'm sorry, then Troy speaks up and says, All right, I know what you want. You want payback, and that's exactly what we're gonna do. We're gonna give him justice. So again, that kind of evil eye for an eye, whatever. Just you know, Troy just starts talking whatever. That riles up the crowd even more. Jake tries to backpedal a little bit, saying, look, you know, we need to be more than a mob. Justice will be meted out in its own time. He's trying to be the voice of reason. But his crazy brother just riled up the crowd, basically. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we cut to the mess tent soon after. Madison and Alicia are getting some food, and one of the men grumbles, freeloader, as he moves (laughs) past them. And Alicia gets all in his face, like, hey, what's your problem? This big dude with a beard. Madison chills her out a bit. He says... Have you ever heard the fable of the ant and the grasshopper? Now, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Did you, have you guys heard of this ant and grasshopper Me fable? Either. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, of course. I mean, you guys I don't know. Even... It's like an Aesop's fable. The, the ant, you know, works hard all spring and summer long to f- put food away while the grasshopper just plays guitar and, like, hangs oh, right. out parties. And, you know, and the ant's like, you know, dude, you better be, like, putting some food away from winter because it's coming. You're going to be hungry. And the grasshopper's like... Yeah, whatever, dude. I'm having too much fun hopping around and stuff. So winter comes, of course, the ant has like all the food stashed away, and the grasshopper has none. Oh, so right. I went to like that's public right. school and I went to college for four years, but I never even heard that one. So I don't know, man. I guess that oh, one that one escaped me. That. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because I wrote it to my kids not too long ago. Oh, see, I don't have kids. That's that's the uh, thing. Yeah, I miss that. You see, us childless, us childless, heartless men over here, we don't know these little fables. Oh, you know, <laughs> it's too far ago. Yeah, we don't or know. Not, you need to read Aesop's fables. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Although, although you, try, the, you try explaining the, the concept of saving for the future to a three-year-old pal. I okay? True that. <laughs> true that. Well, I, I, although I, do, I don't remember so many dudes in it when I read it, but yeah, good telling, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's good to have use colloquial to get your point across. That way you know <laughs> you know what I mean? The dude abides. <laughs> Your, your opinion, man. Okay, <laughs> know your crowd, right? Know yeah. your crowd, your element. So the dude backs down, and Alicia and Madison move on uh, to be suddenly greeted by Gretchen, who is a bit of a like I said, germaphobe or whatever, because she refuses to shake their hands. But she then invites Alicia to their youth Bible study group <laughs> and the yeah. band called Christ Risen. R I Z E N risen. Yeah, I grew up in the Midwest, so I know about that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you something. We love church girls for a reason. (laughs) Which is also the name of the band. She points uh, out the members of the group nearby and says they'll be able to meet Jeff later on if she comes. Okay, Lisa tries to get out of it, saying, "You know, know, Jeff." well, yeah, you know, we're, we're Jewish, well, you know. Gretchen isn't slowed down. She goes, oh, it's cool. We'll stick to Old Testament stuff then. It's all good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hint, 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 hint. You want to go. So 5 o'clock by the, by the corral. That's where, the, that's where they're going to meet. In the infirmary, Nick is spoon-feeding Luciana. She's getting stronger, obviously, but is arguing with him that they need to get ready to leave ASAP, and she can't forget what they did at at the army base, Troy and gang. Nick is having some regret for not killing Troy when he had the chance, but Luciana is pretty wise. She says, you know, look, even if he did kill him, it wouldn't have made them any safer at this point. So just move on with yourself. You did the right thing. You're a good guy. Yeah, Nick, you're a punk-ass bitch. You're not a down for killing anybody. <laughs> let, let your mom take care of that stuff. Right, Mommy. right, right. <laughs> Cut to Madison's apartment. She walks in and thinks it's Nick in bed and asks him, how's Luciana? But it's Troy who's actually in bed. And he replies, she's, a, she's alive. 
Madison reaches for her gun on her belt but doesn't take it out. Troy admired Madison's speech at the funeral, how it made Travis real and made them out to be victims as well. Troy wants to know what Madison did in the world before it crumbled, and Madison said she was a guidance counselor. Troy admits he didn't fit into the school system very well and never went to high school. So the social aspects he had a problem with, problems with. Troy is de- creepy. Creepy. Creep. Cre- creepy Troy. <laughs> Troy is definitely infatuated with Madison. We can see that here. But it, he's complaining that, you know, he chose her, but he didn't choose Nick. Like, he didn't want Nick to be a part of this. And she's like, hey, look, we're a package deal. You want me here? Nick Nick stays with me. That's the way it goes. Um, and that- You're my mommy. You're not... My mommy, my mommy. <laughs> she, Troy wants her all to himself, but it's not going to uh, happen. So, and and Madison even says, "Look, he'll earn his keep. Don't worry." She's because he says she has, she he doesn't deserve to be there. On the way out, Madison stops Troy and says, "Hey, that bed was made when you walked in here." And she made him remake the bed before he left. He liked it though. You saw his face. Yeah, he, <laughs> oh, he yeah. liked that. He liked that. He was like, "Oh wow, mommy told me what to do. Let me do it." <laughs> yeah, so it, it almost like a dominatrix type thing going on there. You know, she's like, reading him. Well, yeah, she, yeah like, she's exerting dominance over him in like subtle ways, like a, you know, like a mother does. You know, and that's like a mommy. I mean, she's gonna. She's definitely playing playing to well, that she part was of it. And I forget she was a guidance counselor. So yeah, she, she can read. She can read these uh, people a little bit better than most because she had to for work. So. And she a guidance counselor, of course, dented all of her hope and gave her a nihilistic worldview, which really oh, it sure did. <laughs> it sure did. We have no future, but anyway. <laughs> So Strand, who's still cruising Mexico in his XK convertible, has arrived at some sort of dam. Uh, He drives past a line of villagers who are waiting to collect water being dispensed from a gang at the head of the line with a hose. Strand gets out of the car and asks the man at the front of the line uh, for Senor Dante, that he's a friend. The man tells Strand, let's go back in the line, whatever, just just wait your turn. Strand then offers the headman the keys to the Jag to get what he wants, but again, he takes the keys and just throws them away. Strand then tries to grab this guy. It's probably not a smart move. Not at uh, all. That was not a strand thing to all. do. You know, he grabbed him by the arm, and whatever. He's quickly brought down and has guns pointed to his head. Uh, and then as he's in the dirt, Dante leans over and says in Spanish that it's good to see Victor again, but he looks like shit. I was waiting for Mad Max to show up. With the water thing? Well, yeah. 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 What? It was kind of... I, 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 that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen Strand do. Clark, you son of a bitch. So far. Reminds like, me of weird. It's just such a trope, you know, when the people meet and act like you're in trouble or whatever, you know. Right, right. It was it's a moment. Just back to Lando and Han, you know. It was, it was a, la- it was you, a you Lando got, moment. Yeah, you got a lot of nerve coming back here. <laughs> So, you know, you said it's funny you say that. You're right. Usually Strand, like, thinks through these situations a little bit more. Like, he didn't even think this through. He just drives up to the no. front of the line. Oh. Like, he's no. supposed to be the smart one. Right. Like, he didn't even think this one through. Usually he's, he's planning six or seven moves ahead, and he didn't even really. Exactly. Like, you don't read, you don't read the room. You don't come at nobody, a whole bunch of soldiers. You don't, you don't do that. Well, you cut the line of all these thirsty village people, villagers right, or whatever. Right. Like, you know, you're, you're not making friends here. No, right. Oh. Yeah, that was that was weird. The Clarks are all together in their apartment now, arguing over what to do next. Of course, Nick is trying to convince them that the right move is to leave. Again, kind of mirroring or echoing what Luciana or what her needs are. Madison is still making the case that they have to stay. This is their best hope for now. And Nick then drops the bomb. Says, "Well, no matter what, Luciana is probably not going to be safe here." 
Madison says that, look, they let her in, and Nick replies, well, what if they make her go? And then she says, well, then you'll have a choice to make. Like, almost letting her son just leave without even, you know, again. I, I didn't understand that. It didn't even make any sense. None at all. Well, well Madison has kind of always been with Nick. She She tries to throw down rules, even though he always breaks them. So this is her... I think this is like we're supposed to see how she is as opposed to how the leader of the group is where he his son has problems all the time and how he kind of forgives it. Even though his son does some terrible things, he kind of has a blind eye to it. I think we're supposed to see that connection with Madison, how she kind of has a, you know, she tries to uh, to be stern with Nick, but it doesn't work. And she kind of. You know, is always there for him anyway, and kind of, kind of has a blind eye to his bad uh, faults. Yeah, I mean, the father, the father knows it well, well enough that that's why he let their, let Luciana in. I mean, that's why he let them in, you right? Know what I mean? Because he knows what the son is capable of. Right. He can imagine what the son was doing over at that camp or whatever. He probably doesn't even need to be told because Nick like started to tell him last episode, mm-hmm, then, like mm-hmm. cut, got cut off. You know, well, Madison like, even just says it again this episode. She tells the father exactly what happened again. Yeah. You know, and yeah. she's like, no one even seems to care. Your son's a killer. Like, you know, and right. it's almost like they're trying to blend this family in. Like it's trying to they're trying to show like Madison and him are like so much alike because they they both think they did things to damage their children. So it's like, I guess we're supposed to like kind of see how they're both dealing with that. That's the same true. Like that's, that's somehow of... from a family. Yeah. That's the way they <laughs> yeah. all became the auto bunch. The auto bunch. The auto bunch. That's the way. Nick. It's all right. Nick. It's pretty good, Jim. I like that. I like yeah, that. Good. I like that. Good. And then you hear, then you hear Madison and those guys yelling phone. at their kids. You see them yelling at their kids as they're drinking. As they're well, drunk. no, Madison just <laughs> she's she making that that prune face, that you know, that angry face uh, at, in the little yeah, box. You know, yeah. that's what Florence Anderson oh, was. Kids. Yeah, she'll What's be scorning. Death experiments in the house again. Come on now, <laughs> Dad, for science and stuff. Oh. For science and stuff. Oh, God. Oh man, I'm a scientist. I am. I am. No, I could. I'm doing science. <laughs> science. And even yeah, he, what do you say at the end? You're not a scientist, dude. You're not a scientist. <laughs> All right, back at the auto house, Jeremiah and Jake are concerned that the Alpha Scout team that they sent to investigate the crash site is not yet returned. And Madison just breezes on in. She doesn't even knock. She just kind of like just walks in. Otto's like, I don't know how you guys do it in L.A., but around here, we all we like to knock before we enter. And Madison says, hey, look, the door is open, so whatever. Um, but she says she needs help. And uh, she says she needs some reassurance that the people mm-hmm. here resent them being here, including Troy. Jake's like, oh, what did he do now? And Madison tells them that he broke into her place and threatened her son. She asks that Jeremiah keep a leash on him, as well as help with the other people who are grumbling in the community. Jeremiah replies that the ranch is not his a quote autocratic plaything, and the residents don't bend to his whims. Jeremiah then asks, you know, if Madison's a hard person to like, and she replies that she's an extremely goddamn hard person to like when someone threatens my family. Mm. I just don't understand the angle she's playing here. 
You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, what what card does she have to play against this guy if he just kicks him out? <laughs> she has you know nothing, what I mean? right. What's she going to do? I mean, nothing. I don't know, but I think... Like, and she comes in and she's like, know. you have to make everybody like us, and you have to make every, your, your son not be so crazy, and he can just be like, GTFO, I, lady, you know? Hmm. I just didn't I see... I think she kind of gets that. I, th- I mean, and I don't want to... Listen, I'm not trying to be... I don't want to sound like a misogynist or anything, but... I think that she can read it. She kind of, you kind of, a, man, a woman kind of knows kind of when a man is kind of feeling her. You know, like he kind of likes her in a way. And I think she's kind of using that. Because with when she with, went with to Jeremiah, visit him, the, the old man, you think? Yeah, when okay. he went to visit, when he went to visit her and he stole, and she, and he knew she stole that gun uh. and he let it pass. I think she thinks, okay, I think I can I can manipulate him. I think that's what the card she thinks she can play when she told Nick. Remember when she was telling Nick we can we could take this thing over? Right, at the end of I last episode. Yeah. How weak, yeah. I think she sees that he she has a, he's kinda weak in the point of he's not that kind of leader that will that's strong enough to like you know, like say no. He's well, he's falling back quite a few this times. Just how, how she can get Troy to kill her kill his dad too or the or dad to kill the son you know pit them against I don't think it's that far I don't think either that or that maybe she's yet. hoping to get pit roasted by the dad and son but but I don't understand I didn't even understand what she roasted. wanted him to do I mean what she wanted him to like go around and say hey these new people are nice you know I mean what does she want him to do I mean it's not like he's not the governor you know what I mean it's not like <laughs> go out and be like Yo, these are these are my peeps and all this other stuff. You know, I mean, he's it's like you said, it's not an autocratic. But if she can, he's a neutered governor, right? Right. It's like a benevolent but rule. But she can play the narrative. But if she can change the narrative and have it have it that if something happens, because she knows Nick does some things, right? If she can go ahead of that and go, we're being victimized already. We could play that card. Maybe if Nick does something stupid, she can explain it away and say that it's. You know, it's the the other group that's attacking them as opposed to her. Is I think during, she's, right right now she's desperate. She's trying to put out as much. Oh, totally. That's why why during this whole conversation, I kept thinking that uh, Otto was going to kick her out. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, I think, think I think you're onto something there about like her kind of playing on that part of him that likes her. So I think yeah, you know, she does. He he kind of once he yeah. I think last episode she kind of realized okay, he 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 likes me a little bit. Because he's showing her more attention than he's showing anybody else in that in that place right now. That's no for no re- even though new people came in too, right? She comes in and she. I mean, look, she's defending her family, so I, I kind of respect that. I didn't see this scene as a problem, but she, she's she's you're right. I think the problem we're we're feeling here is what does she have to offer? Nothing. She's she's offering nothing to this community. She has no card to play, like you guys said, and she's coming in here and demanding stuff from Otto. Like it makes no sense. But she did it in a strong way because she said, "Look." Troy yeah. threatened my family, and she goes, that's a fact. And then she says, um, if Jake hadn't shown up at the army base when he did, she and her family would all be dead. She goes, that's another fact. She's like, fact. Hashtag fact. Right. Okay, she's like laying down the facts to Otto. And Otto simply says that he can't you know, help how the others feel about her, that he mm-hmm. will not let her drown, however, without at least trying to show her how to swim. He tells Jake to show her the lectures. So Jake brings her into the TV room and plays the first of four of the Teotihuacan series. Uh, while setting up the TV, Jake asks if Troy hurt them, 
she's like, no, you know. The prequels are better. The prequels are better. Uh, and the, Jake said that he would take care of the, of, of Nick, of, of, excuse me, of Troy. Madison's like, yeah, yeah, you, you, you and your dad keep saying that. So she's hearing a lot of lip service about Troy when nothing's being done. Yeah, she, but she still knows, like, this dude, this guy really, he, he's starting to really like her and trying to reach out to her, and she's going to play that card. Just like she's doing with Fine. Oh, I'm like sorry. She's done it with Travis. Like when, when, God. No, go ahead, dude. Finish your thought. I don't mean. Well, to I was saying she did that with. Like I'm thinking. Like I remember how she treated Travis. Also, like she kind of you know bowled over Travis too when she needed to. Right. And she knew what she knew where to hit Travis. Also, he also had a, a, a psychopathic son, a psycho son that he couldn't control. Right. Mm-hmm. She knew where to hit. She knew where to hit with with Travis. And I think with this guy, she knows where to hit with him too. Like and she he, knows the guilt parts to play with him because of you know. Like she knows where to go. She knows how to hit him. She knows how to get what she wants from him. And it seems like to me that the dad, like the father, his father is like, like this isn't the first time he's heard this. Like nope. the whole the whole sign the whole time this scene is unroll unrolling here, where like she's like you know fact fact, and he's just like. You know, it mm-hmm. looks like he had heard it. He's heard it all before, man. It's nothing. You're well, not telling me anything. Son, he doesn't know. Remember, the other brother had said to him when they argued at, back at the barracks in the first episode. Remember, he said, "He said, father sent you. He, he didn't send you here for no reason. Right. He sent him out. He sent him away from the community because right. he was scared of what he would do. He probably right. had done things already, and he was like, I got to get him away." I can't get rid of him because it's my son, but I got to get him away from the rest of the community. And he put him over there with the rest of them on the fronts, right? right. Yeah, kinda, he, he knows kinda, his son's a psychopath. You know, There's no doubt about that. You're 100% right. He yeah. knows. Yeah, he totally no, knows. He oh, yeah, knows. totally. He even admits it later. He even said there's a line he says to Madison, like, you know, you know why I'm trying to protect my son. And, you know, he, he even echoes why Madison is trying to protect her son in a lot of ways. Right. She, he has his but own now, problems. Right. So now that, but now when it when it comes out in this episode, we haven't gotten to it yet. But when that comes out, his background and how he probably raised his son, she knows why he feels the way he does, and she's going to use that right. the way she needs to use it. So Nick and Alicia are outside near the horses. Uh, they just have a quick little scene here. He's trying to feel her out, basically uh, what she wants to do, and she's also being very pragmatic, saying, "Look, man." It isn't much worse in here than it is out there. You might as well stay here. And she apologized for what Madison said to him. I bet I, you know, I mean, that line that she said about, well, you can make a decision later. I think she felt that was cold. Nick can tell that she has changed and ask, what happened to you out there? Like she, he could tell something's different about Alicia. I guess ever mm-hmm. since she killed that dude in the resort, she's been a little off. But I don't know. She seems pretty like her soul is dark now. Yeah, I guess he feels that. I, I think. Plus, she watched, she, she watched Travis same. jump out of the helicopter, too. Don't forget. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Alicia's not playing it enough. Like, she, we, they keep saying she seems darker, but she's still acting like Alicia to me. I don't yeah. see it. <laughs> but she seems pragmatic, though, at this point. That. She's not, like, you know, she's not doing anything out of character, right? Or anything out of, out of the ordinary. Right, she's but just... she's, not, right, she's not. She's not really doing any, anything different. She's not really doing much of anything right now. But reacting, 
mm. to what's going on. Like that's mainly what we've seen with her so far. So this whole scene was just a throwaway scene, basically. It didn't even need to happen. Just you know, what well, happened? Well, I think what happened. To you I think they, they threw it in. I think they threw it. I in think it's going to pay off down the line. We're supposed to watch her. We're supposed to watch her. She's going to do things that we think are out of character in the next couple episodes, and this is kind of okay. there. We're going to let you, we're saying it now so that you can, when she does it, it won't be a surprise. Gotcha. You'll okay. know why. So Jake drives up to Troy, uh, who is repairing a fence surrounding their uh, little uh, outcrop, or some crops, I should say. Troy says there's a wild boar that got in once again. Jake tells them tells him to back off the Clarks, that they are under Jake's personal invite and protection. Troy tries, tries to argue that he is the one who has chosen them. Jake says what he did back at the depot, that if the camp knew what Troy really was, they wouldn't understand. So again, they're arguing. These are the two brothers at opposite ends of the morality spectrum here. And Jake is trying to say, hey, stay away from the Clarks. And Troy just doesn't seem to get it. Even though he says he gets it, he doesn't seem to get it. I'm wondering because I kind of got the impression is because he never they never really say how his wife died. He just says the drink got her or whatever. Right, right. right. I'm wondering if Troy didn't kill his mother. Oh, that's cool. I didn't think about that. Wow. Because he did say that he was taking care of her at the end. Troy was taking care of his mother at the end. Yep. Oh, that's pretty dark, man. Why'd you go there, dude? Because I'm me. <laughs> it's pretty dark. Wow. I like it, though. So Gretchen and gang lead Alicia into an underground bunker for their first, quote, Bible study session. They start to grab like, mason jars and start drinking some booze. There's this makeshift bong they're taking hits off of. Looks like it's made out of PVC pipe and whatever. Um, and then they start to creepily start quoting Bible passages as they're taking hits of the bong and, and drinking. So... Is that how Bible study goes out there in the country? I don't know. Is that how, is that how they do it at night? I, I wouldn't know. No clue. Alicia then asks, so where's Jeff? <laughs> Gretchen chuckles a bit, then grabs a birdcage from a barrel, places it on the coffee table in the middle of the group, and we see that Jeff is just really just a head that's left over inside of the birdcage. And Alicia starts and- laughing like it's the funniest thing she's seen since they left L.A. It oh, was she's kind high. Of she's high. She's high. She's high. She's high. <laughs> <laughs> She high. And we also yeah. we also learned on Talking Dead that it's Jeff with a G. G E O F F, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, but well, like, no wonder. I mean, he deserves uh, to have it if he spells his name that way. Like Toys R Us, uh, Jeffrey well, the Giraffe, that type of right. that that spelling. Okay. Right. Yep. So back in the auto TV room, Madison is thumbing through the VHS tapes and finds one labeled outtakes. Uh, and here they're trying to film that last scene of the video, the tagline scene, and we see Jeremiah, a much younger and angrier person, having problems with his drunk wife and young Troy, like I said, he refers to as a sniveling idiot. He grabs he grabs the wife and tries to make Troy cry. I'm sorry, he makes Troy cry, uh, and then starts to yell at someone off camera. You can see that he's a much angrier, drunker type of Jeremiah Otto. He's not so, not so zen like he is right now. He's kind of a little... little different when he was on the drink he as, was as a this, i was gonna i was gonna say as the saying goes he's probably seen some shit, you know i mean <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely definitely changed a little bit but um yeah just that little bit of the outtakes really gives us a lot of insight into the motivations of this whole family and like where some of this dysfunction come from uh you know comes from 
So Jeremiah walks in and, and sees Madison watching that tape, not the one that he expected her to be watching. But he asked, uh, she, he asked, how far did you get? She's like, well, I made it halfway through the first one <laughs> before she stopped watching. Mm-hmm. Madison then asks about the woman in the video, meaning Troy's mom. Otto tells her that she died due to the drink. Madison shares that her father was also a drunk. And Otto also said that Troy took care of his mom right up until the very end. So there you go, Richard. There's your little, mm-hmm. your little yep. clue. Yeah, uh, I agree with I agree with Chubb. I think uh, yeah, I think that's probably, a good theory. I probably and that goes to how dangerous he is for Madison because but now he now pushes it, mommy. If she pushes it too far, <laughs> he could react yep. in that way and also try to kill her. So that right. kind of that thing is there. That line is is there. So we have to see. And Jeremiah also admitted that he has the same affliction, which means that he's also an alcoholic. So obviously we know Madison is, Madison's father was, Jeremiah is, his ex-wife was. They kind of share that as well. They share that Mm -hmm. little little alcohol, the alky bond. I think he's trying to save. I think also she could play on the guilt that he didn't try to help his wife. He didn't try to help her, and he's trying to save Madison. He acts like a little bit like he's trying to. He's trying to uh, almost try to be a protector and letting her get away with what she's getting away right. with. Like, yeah, yeah. The way that she's yelling at him and, and trying to get her authority, you know, trying to trying to through authority. And he kind of lets it go. Even with that, it explains a lot why he didn't kick her butt out for stealing a gun. Because that's right. the first sign that something ain't right. You get yeah. here and the first thing you do is steal a gun. You got to go. Like, I... Well, between, between, well between her stealing the gun and Nick pulling a gun on his son... right. Right. I mean, the, between those two things, I, that's why, the, well, like I was saying in the earlier scene, I don't understand why she's making all those demands after all the crap mm-hmm. that her family has put them through already. But I, right. but I see why Jemaliah is, is letting her do it, because now yeah. that you see that tape, I think right. he, he sees that. Why He sees the wife I let down. Right. Remember when he says, like, where were you when she was dying? You know, where yeah, were she you? She asked two? that question. And he yeah. was like. I was selling buckets. That's right. his response. And it was such a sad response. Like, right. you tell that he's, he feels guilty to this day right. that that he did that. Yeah. It would be I, really interesting if Madison, like, plays them all, like, fiddles and, like, takes over there and, like... I think that's I her know. plan, though. I, I think, think eventually, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So, Strand and Dante are sharing a bottle of champagne in his place somewhere in the dam, reminiscing about the old days and past real estate deals that they had with Thomas. Dante then gets quiet and asks about Thomas. Strand just sulks, so we know that he's gone. Dante then asks, uh, all Strand has it with him is his car and the shirt on his back and some crunchy shirt, and Strand corrects him and says, and my good looks. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Back at Bible study, they play a game where Gretchen says, Jeff wants to know where you're from, to Alicia. And Alicia <laughs> says, L.A., America, North America, USA. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't wrong. She, no, man. She was. <laughs> One of the kids then says to Alicia, so Jeff wants to know what it's like out there. And Alicia answers, it's just chaos. And it's ruined, and it changes you. Alicia then asks uh, the group a question about the autos. Like, what are these autos all about? And they explain that they're the founding fathers, or he's the founding father of the community, and uh, that their families are all on board with them. And that uh, Jeff was actually created by Troy. Troy took care of the walker that came by the camp or whatever and disposed of the body but left the head. So um, 
they seem to look up to Troy. There's these youngsters and his militia that they're able to protect the camp. Uh, and Alicia's like, hey, you know, because she obviously knows what Troy's all about. Says, you know, sometimes you can't rely on the Troys of the world, trying to give them a little wisdom, and you got to handle your mm-hmm. own stuff. Gretchen then asks, what bad stuff did you do out there? And Alicia admits that she killed a person. So she's getting it off her chest a lot lately. Yeah, you, yeah, you got to stop. That's her problem. Stop talking to She's Yeah, she keeps rambling about this, this one murder, yeah. this one guy. It's like, right. yeah. it's going to be yeah, a lot more. You, you're talking too much, yeah. She killed somebody. Did you know that? She killed somebody. Yeah, I know. They start whispering. <laughs> so back at the dam, Dante and Strand are walking outside while two henchmen are holding a man over the over a railing. Dante explains that this see this man, he's a former car- cartel slime ball, he, and he has no room for people like this in the new world. And the henchmen throw this man over into a pile of walkers below, and he's not dead yet. He kind of like breaks his back or whatever, but he's not dead. And then the walkers just consume him from the in the pile. Ooh. It's pretty cool. Oh, pretty bad man. way to die, actually. Yeah. yeah. It kind of reminded me when they threw people out. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say it just kind of it reminded me of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah. Yeah. Throw people off the wall. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I can see that. So Strand just looks on in horror while the two goons then suddenly grab him. Dante then says he knows why he's here and he's come for his water. And Strand tries to say, "Hey, man, just give me a meal and some provisions and a cocktail and a cot, and I'll be out of here." But Dante does not believe him and says that you cannot fight your nature. You are a taker. And nothing satiates your appetite. Nothing is ever enough for you. And mm-hmm. Strand pleads for his life, saying, look, you need me. Uh, I can help you. You're, you're begging for an attack. The water is too close or whatever. And I can help you get it away and organize the transport and get it away from the compound so you're not attacked so easily. Dante leans in and asks, how can I ever trust a thief? And Strand says that he never stole from him. But Dante replies, yeah, but you stole from Thomas. <laughs> Dante also asks if Thomas died believing that he loved him. Strand replied that he did really love him. Dante says that Strand must now repay a debt and be made to feel powerless like the people he has taken from all these years. The men pull him back over the railing and they haul him inside. Well, see, Strand, this is the thing with Strand, though, that he doesn't, I don't think he wants to really realize is that that group that Thomas brought him around that he was hanging with he i mean if you look at it from the outsider looking in you're the you're the one that thomas might have liked you and then fallen in love with you but you were nothing but a thief you were a hustler when when you met him and for some reason thomas still trusted you like he came to to love you he was only safe because of thomas i see it's not thomas is and out i of the think picture. he's not yeah. He's not reading that. He's and again, Strand is not reading the room. Thomas is gone. They never liked you. They just accepted you because they cared about Thomas. Thomas was the one that they all loved. Mm. It seemed like that was he was the one that everybody in these little groups, the cartel groups and all that, they all respected Thomas. And Thomas said you were you were all right. That means okay, you're all right. But until Thomas is gone, and now that Thomas is gone. All debts are. We go back to how it was, and you, you never trusted him. They probably think that he had, uh, you know, he probably doesn't even believe that uh, it wasn't his fault that Thomas is dead. He probably right. thinks he did something. Right. So, it's it's dangerous. He played a dangerous game. You think it's like a class thing? Like they can smell on him that he's not really of yes. money. Like yes. he's a swindler, but he's not really of money. If we, right. If we took yeah. all this away and if we changed genders, right, and we just had it where Thomas. Had married uh, um, 
a young uh, woman who from from the from the streets, right? Like right. she never she she didn't she never lived in that life. She was never rich, never had money. She came out of nowhere, and the first time and Thomas tells the story. The first time she met her, met he met her was that she robbed him for thirty right? grand. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. of thirty grand. Like that is not yeah. somebody that you're ever going to respect. You're all you are is a trophy wife to them, right? You, everybody thinks of you as a trophy wife. And when the person passes away, the person of power passes away, nobody respects that part, the, the, the spouse, you, you know, the if widow, you're not in the, the widow group already, the, uh, the yeah, widow, right, right. You're not, and they're not even, you know, like they don't, they don't respect you at all unless you give, unless you have children or something together, they might respect you a little bit if you have kids, like, but other than that, like he's, he's not respected in that group. They don't trust him. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's... yeah. I mean, I mean, if somebody comes off as a scammer and a swindler and stuff, or like a gigolo type. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, male or female, it doesn't matter. You know, that or gold, yeah. you know, gold digger, gigolo, whatever. You know, gender you want to go with. If they have that, if you know, somebody has that uh, thought, of, you know, that idea of you, you know, then that's what they're going to go with. They're just going to always, like you said, he calls him a taker or whatever. But taker, more, yeah. You know, but he, you know, you, you can tell by Strand by the way he speaks or whatever, and the way he deals with people, he's kind of a. He's just, well, like he tried to scam off being a doctor, you know, last mm-hmm. episode. You know? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's, not, he's, almost, he's an ultimate con man. Yeah, I mean, that's what he exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. And we, yeah, we yeah. could go in real life in, 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 our, in our groups, in our circles. The way you meet the, the partner of whoever's in your circle is how you remember them always, right? If you met them under bad circumstances in their relationship, if they have a bad relationship and you see that in the beginning, it doesn't matter how long they're together. You still kind of remember. Yeah. That's true. You did that. You know, you did that to my friend. I remember that. I'm never going to forget it. So if something happens, the first thing I'm going to think of is I'm going to go back to that same day that I first met you where they were talking about what you did, the bad stuff you did. Doesn't matter what good stuff you did after that. I'll remember the bad stuff. That's kind of how we are. It, it seems that you've even referred to, like, Thomas tried to take this land, like the deal that they were involved with right. had, had something to do with Thomas buying up that his indigenous land there, and that pissed him off mm. to begin with. I mean, obviously they came yeah. up with the deal yeah. and they made a lot of money together, but he didn't like that he came in and took from him, and now he wants to come back right. and take some more. So it's like, yeah, that's weird. It's, I, I didn't... That's a good way to put it, though, uh, Daryl. I think I, li- I like that analogy. I-, I wasn't thinking in those terms, like the spouse, you know. But I think you're right. It's kind of what he is, like the gold you digger. Get it from the mother, because I remember how the mother was towards Strand. Like she pretended to like Strand to a point, but when Strand didn't want her, didn't do what she wanted him to do, it went right back to you're nothing. You're just some street hustler that came into my son's <laughs> life. Remember how she gold digger switched. She turned on a dime and was like, you're just a hustler. You know, you just insinuated yourself into this family and blah, blah, blah. And if Thomas goes, guess what? (laughs) You go. (laughs) That's kind of how it's been put. And and it's the same way with the the friends now, too. So Nick is outside in the dark watching two old folks dancing on their front porch. Troy pulls up in his truck and invites Nick along for the boar hunt. Nick initially declines, says, uh, no, I don't hunt. Troy then offers Nick a gun and says, come on, earn your keep. Nick takes yeah, come it. On out. Come on out in the dark yeah. with me and hunt, friend, this who is... had a gun to my head yesterday. This was, the this was the eye-rolling moment. Like, oh, come on, don't do this. Like, I, like come on. You, you just... 
Already we no. got to go through this? I thought at first. I thought like I was is. thinking uh, Glenn and Nicholas in the woods. Remember they had that little the tiff yeah. with those oh, two? Right. Yeah. yeah, it's like I'm thinking the same thing. Here we go again. Like, oh, no. Man, just talk about your bad decisions. It's almost like a uh, major Willie what move on iZombie, you know? It's, yeah. It's yeah. really like, dumb why? decisions. Yeah, like, why no. would you why would you you just had a here, you, here. Here's a firearm guy who just pointed a gun at me yesterday. Let's go out yeah. in the dark in the woods together. Yeah, <laughs> either way, either way, that's not smart. Not for Nick yeah. or for. Uh, or he for just Trump. told your mom he wanted to kill you like five, two hours ago. He probably I, told your mom he wanted to kill you. <laughs> he doesn't belong here. He doesn't belong. Right. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Madison is at the fence waiting for Nick to return from the hunt. Otto shuffles up to her, and they start to talk, and he reassures her that Nick will be back safe. Uh, he offers her a cigarette. She takes it, and they smoke one together. Madison tells Otto that Nick is an addict and that she spent the last five years waiting for a call from the morgue. Otto then tries to explain why he tolerates his son, and the, this is what I was talking about. This is where they kind of have that moment where, okay, you kind of see why I'm, I'm doing this with my son. You got your own problems with your own son. Come on, let's take a walk, and he invites her into the right. bunker downstairs. Uh, Troy and his militia men have a pack of German shepherds and flashlights, and they're out there hunting for these wild boar. Uh, Otto takes... Okay, we switch back now. Otto takes Madison into his private bunker underneath his house. It has enough supplies, food, guns to last a lifetime. And she is, like, properly impressed. And... He even asked the question. I forget what he said. Like, uh, you think you can come on board? She's like, oh, yep, yep, I'm on board. I'm, I'm good he now. He said it, his wording was... What is it, yeah? He said... You- you you think that you and your family can be a part of this? That's it, right, 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 right. That's like, what oh, he said. Yep, yep, oh, oh, yep, absolutely. That, yep. that already like, and that, and again, that kind of like, it it made me think. You just really want her to be. He, you you see your wife, and you really want to save her. Like you really want to be the the protector that you didn't think you were back then. To open it up like that, like you're telling her, like this is a woman that that stole guns from you, who's been trying to kill you. You're you're giving away your biggest secret is that you have all of this stuff. Like that's a that's currency. You have all that that stuff there. Like and and the clerks all, and the clerks offer nothing. They offer nothing yeah, in return. They right? have yeah, nothing to offer you. I mean, they have their own so women on this on this fort, right? It's not like they're the only women yeah. around, right? Okay, right. So right, right. It's, it's not like, like they have anything else to offer. It's like what are they offering? No, <laughs> there's nothing to offer, and, and you're you're just already you're just giving up all you know your secrets and, and everything. <laughs> so back to the hunt. Nick hid behind some bushes and then pounced on Troy and pinned him to the ground while pointing the gun at his head. Troy then asks Nick to finish him, but asks that he record the time that it takes for him to turn in his journal in his pocket. And he even predicts it'll take 80, 87 minutes or something like that if, if, if Nick kills him. Nick growls and says, he's not a scientist. You're not a scientist, dude. But Troy says that he just has to know why they... What did he say? Why they rot or something like that? Or why... why he he has to know about these zombies. Like he kind of he says something like that. He needs to know why they're doing this. Yeah, he said he needs to know why they rot. I think something, something like that. that. It was some weird line. Yeah. The camera then pulls back, and this is weird. It looks like Nick basically kills him, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He faked him. He just did a little, little little fake thing where he shot, didn't shoot him in the head, but just shoot him in the, in the dirt next to his head. Right. Um, Nick then grabs the journal from from uh, Troy's jacket. 
And I didn't. I really didn't get this at all. He's giggling like a little girl. He rips yeah. the pages out of the journal. He's like, hee, 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 hee. he rips right. the pages oh, out and yeah. just throws what them the everywhere. Hell? And then Troy starts to laugh too. It's like they're both laughing. Like, what's so funny about the situation? They both try to kill each other. And he and he says, he, and he makes he says his line is, "I think we, I think we can free friends now." Like, like, like the Hardy Boys or something. Like they just like threw each other in the lake or something. I don't there get it. Like, a, there was another was a <laughs> show or a movie where there were two guys who were clashing from day one and then w- they got into a big fight and then one had the chance to kill the other and he didn't and the same response was i think we, we could be friends now so that was a callback to something else okay i mean i just didn't i swear I was, and, it, and it just made me but even in the scene I'm wasn't that stepbrothers it wasn't the comedy. It wasn't the comedy. <laughs> Are we best friends now? Yep. Yeah. But it was a similar thing. They did do a similar thing. But and I they built some I, bunk beds. They sure did. So I much room for activities, Jim. I don't know what the, the Nick connection is. Because Nick is... I don't know what Nick we got. Like, like, Nick does things... I don't know what they're doing when they write Nick sometimes. So I don't know what Nick is channeling with this guy that that when he started laughing or whatever and he went crazy like he went kind of nuts before like that nick kind of when he was almost killed another time nick kind of smiled about it it was almost like he wanted it yeah yeah and i think his mother was trying to explain that remember he said she said something like i think it was last season where she said that boy has a like a some type of death wish it's something she, she was talking to strand it. about that or something or whatever right yeah, and, and it, she said it and she said when she when she admitted that her husband committed suicide that's where her and strand were in the bar they were drinking it right, up and, right. And, and, and she and admits I, a lot of stuff yeah she said and that. i think that's the thing like she said that she sees it like it's not just the drugs nick is always looking for something and and like the her husband like he was never happy just just never he's never satisfied he's never happy there's just something not right. Like there's just something the way they're wired, where it doesn't it doesn't matter how great your family is, doesn't matter how great the job is, you just can't shake it. Like it's just that thing. But we're getting, we're getting close to the end here. I just I just have a question though. It's like what, what why did Nick get disarmed with Troy? Like why what what did he see at that moment? That made him think I that Troy know. doesn't deserve to die, or is kind of cool have now. No like what? Idea. What made him I laugh and giggle like a little girl? Like, I don't know. Like I didn't see it. I know it was a dark scene again. Maybe that it, darkly lit thing. Maybe I insanity. Did something. I don't maybe. Know if I don't know if they're linking with that. They both have that death thing because Troy uh, was basically back to kill him. Right. So maybe, maybe it maybe, made no sense. Maybe Nick saw that and saw that. Okay, this 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 this. He's really just a pathetic boy. He's not like an yeah. evil, maniacal planning psychopath he's just a little boy that's that's just twisted and maybe nick saw yeah. that but i don't know it just was weird it was a weird scene and the laughing like that the giggling like, I, didn't, I didn't understand it like, what, what everything with nick this week was just nick weird enough to where what? i just don't like well the, the whole nick. show yeah. well the whole show like nick there's a thing with nick that he has a need when they went into that gar- she told him this this place this garage when they went into that place to get supplies you can't rock the boat here, right? If you rock the boat, that could cost everybody in the group their lives. Everybody in that community, right? What was right. the first thing Nick did? He stole something out of that warehouse. And it, was, and it wasn't life 
saving. It wasn't something where he was, he was oh, with, with the, the, the Pelican place. He the, stole, uh, yeah. he stole Snicker bars for and the little girl. Like, for the little girl, to yeah. Bring back. yeah, right, right, right. And it was like you, you finally got this woman who beautiful is into you. You can tell she's into you, right? She's trying to bring you into the group. She's trying to, she's trying to be a, she wants you to be a part of the group. Your family's together. You have a place to stay, and yet he still stole that bar. Like he almost wanted to get caught. You know, he did something to almost burn it up so that something would go terribly wrong on purpose. Yeah, because he has that thing. It's that thing with Nick. Like that's he never he he never. And I think they're trying to imply that that's that thing with him that he'll never shake. That's why he always destroys everything he's around. That's why he said that thing to her last week. Where he said, "Mom, you you don't want me here for too long. You 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 yeah. don't like." He was trying to warn her, like, "You don't. You know, I'm not built for this. I'm not built to stay <laughs> in this. It's too it's too nice and calm. It's not my place. You know what happens when I'm here? When Everything I'm he hits, like he destroys. This. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the implication. Yeah. yeah. Rocky." All right, so Madison pays a call to Luciana in the infirmary, and this is where it gets really creepy. Again, this is just after oh, she yeah. saw Otto's stash, and we talked about this. Luciana quickly thanks uh, her for staying and waiting for her to heal before they leave. So, again, she's still in the mindset that the Clarks are going to basically oh, yeah. pick up and leave once once she's healed up and also extends her condolences for Travis, that Travis mm-hmm. risked his life to save them at the depot, and she wanted to thank her for that. Madison, though, in a creepy way, like I said, grabs her hand, tells Luciana that they're here to survive at all costs, and it's not going to be thrown away. They're not going to throw away Travis's sacrifice. That's kind of what she says. Mm. Oh, boy. In the morning <laughs> at the mess tent, Otto shares the news with everyone that the scout team is way overdue. Also, that Troy is putting together a rescue squad and needs volunteers. And a lot of the men quickly raise their hands. He selects four of them. And then Madison, at the end, also raises her hand. And he says, okay, Madison Clark, fine. Uh, She then takes her breakfast tray and sits next to Troy, not her kids, and places the napkin on her lap as well as on his lap, playing that mommy role. And Troy's like, oh, but your kids are over there. And she's like, "Mm, yeah, well. She's doing something. Strand is, uh, we see him inside of a, a cell, just rotting away inside the dam. Someone bangs on the bars like a window and passes through a canteen full of water. He quickly grabs it, drinks the entire thing. When Strand turns back to see who it was that handed him the water, we can see through the bars that it is Daniel Salazar. And he, and he said, I knew you would drink it all. <laughs> Strand, Where's Ophelia, man? That's and he's got a full beard now. Strand looks way confused, and then like his face is priceless. He's like, "Oh my god, you!" Uh, and then uh, Daniel says, "I told you, I'll be your guardian angel." <laughs> Cut to black. So it's pretty cool to see Ruben Blyless back. Yeah, yeah. I kind of missed him. Oh, I told yeah. you, he, I knew we, we didn't see the end of him, and then the producers even confirmed that. Mm-hmm. In the Talking Dead, they said, "Oh, you, you'll you'll see what happened to Daniel." I didn't realize it would be this quick in the season, but it's good that we did. He's another one that lost the moral compass. Like the daughter's not around, so 
That was his only more. That was the only thing keeping that man moral was his wife and his mother and his and his daughter. So he's working for Dante now somehow. Yeah, he's, he's right henchman. back to where he started from, working for the cartel. The cartel. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. All right. So before we get to our Toby ratings for this episode, we need a quick word from our sponsor. Dot <laughs> com. It's a wonderful sponsor. They're great. They have this great site where you can get comics, graphic novels. Art, um, um, action figures, clothing, uh, any kind of geek merchandise you can think of at a great discount. Uh, sometimes 40, 50, even 60% off. Almost always cheaper than Amazon and definitely better service and better people to work for. Uh, right now, they have a lot of great bundles going on with a lot of the new comics. Um, DCB Service is a great place to start because you can get any kind of version of The Walking Dead you want. The big uh, compendiums that are like 48 issues in one, uh, one you know, big graphic novel. That's what I have. I like them in the bathroom because it's good bathroom reading. Or you can have nice hardbound editions of The Walking Dead. Or if you just want a really cool, like Daryl Dixon on his motorcycle figure in a little like diorama like I bought from DCB Service, you can get that too. Again, you know, toys, comics. Uh, action figures, uh, clothing, trading cards, like all that stuff. You get a DCB service. Anything in the previous catalog, and there's a lot there if you ever get a chance to look. Anything pop culture, you can get it there at a cheaper price. DCB service, or there's the brother site, InStockTrades.com. They're great people to work for, and we're very proud to have them as our sponsor. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And they make it possible for us to bring you the Walking Dead TV podcast every single episode, whether you want it or not. So check them out. They have some great deals. And thank you, Jim, for taking care of that. All right. So getting on to our Toby ratings. Uh, Daryl, start with you this week. Uh, I guess this will get. I guess it'll. I'll give it. I was going to give it just like a two out of five. But after talking about it. I'll have to give it a three out of five because it, 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 I do see there's even more going on behind the scenes that after talking it through that I, I, I kind of liked it. It's not, they're not just following the same pattern exactly, which I'm glad of uh, that. They're not going to do that. Um, especially Madison. Madison is usually strand is the most uh, uh, interesting person to watch, <laughs> but watching Madison trying to figure out what Madison is going to do in this group. Uh, it's very interesting to see how she's going to play this out um, because it's all about saving her family. That's what she wants to do, but it's it's the way of now that she doesn't have anybody to kind of be that little angel on her side. Uh, this is a Madison that we're going to see that uh, she's implied that she's done some things, you know, to get things done, you know, the, early in her life, and and we seem to just see that coming out now. Um, so I'm really interested to see what she's going to she's going to do in the next couple of episodes. Okay, uh, Richard. Uh, Richard had to leave. Jim, how about yours? I give it a two point five, and then I added a point five because Daniel Salazar is back. Uh, because I really like that character and I love that actor, so it ended up being a three overall. Um, and you know, Daryl, you're right. It ended up being being more to the episode than I thought after talking about it a little bit. So. Yeah. So, total of a three. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys, too. I think uh, it was kind of the 2.75 realm for me. But what put it over to the... I guess I'll give it a three as well. And let's give you guys... Hold you guys in suspense. But the reason to put it over is because I think Madison's been acting very pragmatic 
these last mm-hmm. few episodes. She's not annoying me. She's not whining. No. She's not mm-hmm. doing strange, weird things mm-hmm. and these, these weird moral arguments she's having with herself. And she's being very mama bear. She's protecting her group. She's being a little bit ruthless. She's manipulating the autos the best she can. But again, not in an evil way. She's doing it to protect right. her her brood, her her clan, her family. And, and so I, I think the problems I had with the series earlier on was they just the stuff she would say and the things she would do just utterly annoyed me. She's not annoying me. She's actually been pretty cool these last few episodes, so I'm, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Um, really, everyone just kind of just, you know, it's kind of just a filler episode. They, they we're moving the story along a little bit. Nice to see Daniel at the end. I thought that was really cool. Didn't mm-hmm. have the exact impact like seeing Morgan had on the other show, but it still was pretty cool to kind of surprise at the end, a little little nugget to see him at the end. Um, I always enjoyed him and Strand interacting, so it's nice that they're kind of they're in the same place now. It should be it's an interesting storytelling, at least for the next episode or two. So looking forward to that. But otherwise, uh, I'll just give it a solid three. Nothing, nothing really stood out that bothered me too much. Just a kind of an average run-of-the-mill episode. Jim, did you want to read Aaron's thoughts? Sure. Thank you. Uh, Aaron wrote in, uh, imagine me 30 years younger and a lot better looking. Uh, hey guys, <laughs> I'm not going to make it on the, I'm going to, I'm not going to make it on the podcast tonight as I have to see cars three, the film existing in the world that comes after the zombies kill all the humans, then die out themselves, leaving the world for automobiles to take over entirely. This sounds like a dream Craig would have, and then would <laughs> pretty much, yeah. He would, he would be reincarnated <laughs> in that universe. <laughs> uh, regardless, I did watch Teotihuacan, and I would give it three point five Tobies. I guess it's better than the two part opener, as it really did a fine job of establishing the new se- setting. Even if I am still completely aware that this place will have to eventually get taken over by walkers, uh, Madison and Alicia are both working much better now than they have in the past. While Nick is still well, Nick, I like the tension between our main group against the Auto family, so I'm curious to see how this plays out. Meanwhile, as much as I like Strand, his storyline is pretty separate from everything else and not all that exciting, no matter how neat it is to see people dropped off the side of a wall. Given how that I like the cast is now more condensed, I can only hope he and Daniel, apparently, are able to get back with everyone else soon enough. Decent episode. I just hope it all holds together as we move forward in the season. Excellent. Thanks, Jim, right, thanks. for Aaron. Thank, Thank you very you much. Thank you for writing, writing, Aaron. Yeah, that's very good. He's good at that kind of writing stuff and that movie critical stuff. He's, he's he, kind gets, of, he gets, gets a lot of the, practice. He gets yeah. a lot of practice. Yeah, he's, he's all right. All right. So uh, let's forget about what we have to say. We have an amazing Facebook group that leaves their very own Toby ratings for each episode of Fear the Walking Dead and, of course, Buster ratings for The Walking Dead. So we have Jim Dietz with us. It is tradition. We have to all listen to the fine baritone sounds of Jim reading our comments from our Facebook group. I should say your comments from the Facebook group. Uh, and if you want to join the group, please go ahead and do that. Facebook.com. Do a search for the Walking Dead TV podcast. Hit join group. We are 820 members strong right now. And you can leave your very own Toby ratings like some of our listeners did. Jim, would you take it away? Yeah, sure. I think you really built it up too much, but that's okay. Sorry, uh, man. It's a, it's a, it's a there are a lot. Everybody settle in because there's a lot to read here. Oh, wait, no, there's not. Uh, (laughs) 
It's funny how that is. When the regular Walking Dead's on, there are like 40 comments, and now we have fewer than that. Yes. Well, it kind of echoes the ratings, too. Have you seen the ratings of Fear no. versus The Walking Dead? It's like no, I didn't. Yeah, it's it's the lowest. Like, it's a three-point-something now, or two, two million. Oh, or, yeah, it keeps going down. <laughs> but it's still more than, like, what is it? The la- What's that? That Samurai show, or the, the Badlands, or... Enter the Badlands? Yeah, like, it still, it still kicks, the, that, it still kicks like, Better Call Saul's butt, too. So it's like, even though it's not The Walking Dead, they're still getting more ratings than, you know, their other yeah, shows they all, do. They have to think about how expensive of it is. I guess that'll be the, the thing. Interesting. Like so the money, the money will talk, huh? Yeah. That's... The money will be the talker. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. Oh, no big deal. Um, first of all, we'll start off with Tammy Heisley. Uh, I don't know what shocked me more, seeing Daniel or enjoying three episodes of Fear of the Walking Dead in a row. <laughs> um, I was going to give this one a 3.5, but a nice little surprise at the end bumped it up to a 4. Nice. Uh, Dre Irvin wrote in uh, Thank you Dre uh, Four bottles of shampoo that Nick needs Desperately out of five Oh uh, yeah yeah. It's getting a little greasy. It's greasy Maybe you know he should talk to Carl Because Carl's hair looks really good Well Carl's like, saying, nice man. and clean and quaffed Like like Daryl's yeah. the one that's always greasy right On the other yeah, end yeah, yeah. Yeah. She gets some, you know, some uh, tips or something yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed this episode And laughed so hard when Bible study Turned out to be a party I kind of wish I was invited to. <laughs> uh, seeing Daniel at the end was the cherry on top. I'm still curious on where Ophelia is, and I look forward to more of Daniel's story next episode. Uh, Jeff Rhodes wrote in, zero out of 15. <laughs> Whoa. That, that's how many episodes I'll be watching this season. Okay, Jeff. Wow. Hey, that's Let us know how you really feel, buddy. Yeah. All right. Uh, Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington wrote in 3.75. Can I have a glass of water out of five? A uh, bit slower than the first two episodes, but nice surprise seeing Daniel at the end. Absolutely. And then Chris Pierce wrote in 3.5. Cheesy infomercials out of five. I want the extended cut Winnebago Man style <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, to keep a theme going. Here's Chub Toad's infomercial crying about cake. How does he make these? Gra- I don't know how Chris does this. He's, he made the. Like a gif of Chubb inside of a television set crying. Like, oh man, this is great. Where is he getting this he, stuff from? He chopped his soul on the television. He chopped his soul on the television. This is great. Mitch, walk into the light. Walk into the light. That is so funny, Chris. You're awesome, man. Thank you. If Chubb was here, he'd say the same thing. He he had to drop off, but uh, oh man, that is so funny. <laughs> Look at his face. Look at him. Jesus, it's, haunt, it's haunting for sure. It is. But if you would like to join our Facebook group, we'd love to have you. The Walking Dead TV podcast. Uh, as, as you said, we're 820 members. We have uh, links to reviews of the episodes. We have links to our shows there. Uh, different, you know, uh, uh, memes and other uh, fun stuff. I really like the the one of uh, uh, Rick this week that Duray put up of uh, of uh, Rick. Uh, with stuff, stuff, yeah, that was uh, that was that was pretty great. Yeah, um, so it's a really, it's a fun group and trophy. <laughs> we like to talk about the show and stuff. Occasionally stuff. there are, uh, occasionally there will be Star Trek things on there. I think because there are Star Trek fans in the in the podcast, but yeah, yes, it be helped. But yeah, the the Walking Dead TV podcast group on the Facebook here it's very popular with the young people. Join the group. 
Excellent. Jim, thanks again, as always, for reading that, for reading our, our listeners' thoughts on the episodes. And feel free to chime in every week, and we can uh, keep it going. All right. Any final thoughts on Teotihuacan? Um, no, pretty much we, covered it all, huh? Yeah, I think I we think, got it. We yeah, yeah. got into it. Yeah, no I didn't doubt. watch. I didn't watch the Talking Dead this week. I don't really know if anything was on there worth I didn't mentioning. Either. Okay, it only it had uh, Alicia again and, yeah. and someone and uh, Toby from This Is Us was on there. Yeah, it was two people on the couch, right? Okay, yeah. yeah I saw yeah. the beginning and I kind of just tuned out. I didn't even watch the whole thing. But um, okay, well next week we'll see what happens. Hopefully we'll get uh, Strand uh, storyline at least moving forward, or maybe even wrapped up. Who knows? We still don't know Hopefully. where Ophelia is, and right. yeah, there's a lot of little threads out there hanging out. So we'll see what happens. But uh, you know, it's, it's so far it's so good. I'm 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 still feeling good about season three. I'm having a good overall feeling about this season. I think they're going in the right direction, but we'll see. Things could turn. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I got it. No, go ahead. Uh, I, I was a little worried because I thought they were going to go down that road, uh, you know, with sun stuff. Mm. Uh, you know, the one that doesn't like them, the crazy, the crazy sun that doesn't like them. I yeah, thought they true. were going to go down that road. But uh, after this episode, I, I don't think they are. They might be going another direction, which I don't know. And that's that's what I like. I like. I don't want to know which way they're going to go. I don't want to call it before they get, the, you know, before they right. show their hand. So I think I... I, I'm a little relieved that it's it's not difficult to watch this show, right? Like it was last season, right? That's that's the point I was going to make. Is I already liked the third season better than I did the second or, or most of the first. So yeah, at least it's more interesting. The characters seem more more well defined and 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 well written. And uh, you know, they, uh, again, I'd lo- I want to see Mad Madison. You know, I want to yeah. see her go go all go all rictocracy on them. And you want to see her just like choke Troy with her bare hands to death. <laughs> all my, that's all what my, you want to see, right? I mean, all my favorite might... characters in The Walking Dead have been women who have just uh, been through some shit and came out the yeah. other side stronger. I mean, Michonne, Andrea, uh, you know, and and now Madison. So you know, I mean, it's just it's it's uh, Carol, you know, right, right. All, all my she, favorite characters. So. She might choke out uh, Lucia if she uh, causes problems. So that 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 would be crazy if she did yeah. that. So to yeah. save the family, to save Nick, yeah. to kill Luciana. Look, I mean that anything's possible, but that's that's pretty anti-hero. And, I mean that's that's pretty cold. And cover it up. And cover it up. That's cold. That's cold blooded. Yeah. That's, that's well, she, she's capable. She's capable of doing it. They she could play whole... it off like she was turning. You know, she mm. could say, "Oh, she was dead. She's turning." Yeah. I Nick, I did everything that. I could. Nick, Nick, I did everything I could. Yeah. I'm sorry, she was gonna turn. Yeah, yeah. she took a turn for the worst. She had a blood clot could, or something. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. But they got this overall like racist thing, though. It's like you know, they're, they're she's Mexican, so she's not wanted there. Like it's like they're they're playing these overtones a little hard. I mean, obviously, oh, it's 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 really hard. And then when Strand said, <laughs> "You need guns and water," like you. Need Need, you know you need more guns and water and I'm like oh look at that right you know you got a you got a, a strong uh, hold full of guns yep and, and supplies that's exactly what you said you needed yes yeah, so here we go they're going to war with, with, with the Mexicans here we so go. The, the, Ameri- yeah. the, Spanish, the Mexican American war of 2010 right it'll be all over again it'll uh... and they don't have the soldiers <laughs> uh, enough soldiers to fight so it's gonna that's I mean, the thing 
it's just weird. It's just, I mean, obviously these are survivalists and they're, you know, whatever. Right, they're all, right. I, I get it. I get what they're trying to say, but it's like the only reason they don't want this woman here is because she's Mexican. Is that what they, is that what they, I mean, is that what they're trying to say? I don't, I don't really. But it's weird though, because it's like, they don't go out of the, I don't, they don't. Well, it seems to we, I mean, does it seem to you like the, the, the damn people and the auto people are like racially segregated? Like there are more Mexicans on the dam. Well, I think they're in Mexico. Uh, though, to be more, honest with you, yeah, I don't think, they I don't are think in, in Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Right, I don't think they're in America. I mean, right, yeah. Right, but what I'm saying is, that, I mean, I'm agreeing with Daryl. Like the 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 um, symbolism here is is like written in very broad strokes. Oh, I, I see mean, what you're saying. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Here are the Mexicans up against a giant wall, mm. hmm. and all the and all these white people with guns. Yeah. And we still yeah, don't know what what Otto did with Ophelia. I mean, Otto captured Ophelia. We do not know where she is. Is she in some no. hidden prison? I, I no. mean, we, we don't. We don't. I mean, did he kill her? We don't. We know where she is. We have no idea. And he, and he still has Lucia, you know, uh, tied to a tied to the bed. She's handcuffed to the bed still. Right. I mean, she's she's not going to turn. Obviously, like she's, she's not going to turn. So why? She's, she's eating Jello. She's talking. She's all right. She's all right. Gonna, yeah, right. You know, she, so it's just. It was a shot to the, to the to the shoulder blade. It wasn't like she got a hit in her gut or something like that or or whatever. I mean, she's not going to die. Right, right. So it, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. It's weird. It's like, uh, are they racist racists? Well, that, that, I think they're, they trying not? To, they're not trying to say that, but they're trying to say that. Like, we're survivalists. Yeah. We're Americans, and you're you're all not wanted here. You know, it's like like... That's what they're trying to say, and I just I think that's very weird. I just think it's a little yeah, odd. it is weird because I don't know where they are in this. Like, is it? They're not really showing it clearly. Are these like it's like they're nervous to go that way? Right, like, like they're hinting at it. They're way. hinting at it. They're, they're dancing around it, but they're not really saying it. Right? Yeah. So I don't I don't know what the danger is. I'm trying to figure out what the danger is for Lucia. Like, <laughs> is that straight up the danger for her, right. or is it something else? Like. You know, let me know. I, yeah. I would, you know, tell me in the story what it is. I'm sure we're going to find out. I mean, we're going to figure it out. And the Ophelia right. will, be, will be part of it. And I think Daniel may get wrapped up in it. So it's good. I mean, it's nothing but good yeah, stuff. Yeah, because they never so. told us where all the other people were that were with them. Well, that's what I asked. I asked that last episode. I mean, are they dead? Were they killed at I the border? Implied, I thought there's. I thought that the rest of them that didn't get killed off are at that place with them. That's what I thought. See, I think they all were left. They were all killed at the border because when uh, Madison came up, I'm sorry, Travis. When they were both locked up in the room, Luciana uh, asked Travis, "What did you see at the border?" And Travis right. said, "Only the dead." So that was their group. That was that Colonia. The only people that made it was like her and Nick, and that's it. Okay. So, right. so they basically slaughtered that whole town of Mexicans from Tijuana. They're dead at the border. Done. Because they don't even question it. Like they don't even talk about no. it. They only talk about what they what they did when they shot her, but they don't really get into exactly what happened to the to the and, group. And then and then Troy's group of little prisoners that he was executing in that shop of horrors down at the depot, right. they were mixed they weren't all Mexican, like they were American a lot no. of them. They so I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like I just, I don't know what who they deem is worthy to live and who doesn't live. I, don't, I guess we'll find out more. I just, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I, there's I something going on here. Out. There's a little, little, it's little un, governor stuff it's going unclear. on. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's too unclear right now. What, what'll be the deal with that? Yeah. So I guess we'll find out. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Who wants to close out tonight's episode? Uh, I don't have a funny saying to go well, with this. All right, you think it's <laughs> out. All right, all right. When there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember when someone invites you to Bible study after the zombie apocalypse, say sure, I'd love to go. 
<laughs> we'll be there. <laughs> Thanks well, for listening. Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. See you later. Try.